0: Why is it that when i'm going above and beyond like you're not reciprocating that like and that's something i would share to my younger version is don't worry about what they think just just be yourself and that's all that matters
1: welcome to the whiskey lemon podcast i am your host Alana mercedes
0: and I'm your guest Matt West.
1: Matt is a psychologist. He is the host of Brain Boom podcast and also the co-founder of the Boom Journal app. Welcome to the podcast Matt.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. I am excited to share my story. It really started in during my junior year in high school. I was super passionate about soccer. I played it since I was like 5 and going into my junior year I was excited because I was going to be going into my second year as a varsity. I was gonna be scouted. So it was just something I was super, super passionate about, super excited about. And then entering into that junior year over the summer, I was practicing and I experienced like a sharp pain in my knee and I've never had any injuries prior to that. So I didn't really think of it as something major. I just thought, oh, well, it's just something that is painful, I can get through this. And then the pain just persisted and it became so unbearable that I couldn't even play. Like I couldn't move. And then I eventually decided to go see a doctor. Doctor diagnosed me and stated that you're not gonna be able to play. Like, forget about this season. You're not gonna play, you have to rest it. And then come to find out um, I had to not play. And that was like devastating. literally was something that I put all my eggs in and i was just like super passionate about and i could not be a part of it and it was a blessing in the sense that during that time my junior year i was introduced to psychology by my teacher mr prince he made it so engaging and fun that that became a new passion for me and that's something that still resonates to this day That I'm grateful for that opportunity because then everything shifted and I just started studying. I really wanted to know like why people do what they do. And I've always been like a curious type of person, and I'm very deep in terms of like the things I like to talk about. So ever since then, I went on to fast forward to undergrad, study that in in the area of psychology, went on to obtain two masters in psychology graduated 2008 fast forward i was now i'm getting kind of into personal stuff but then um at the time i yeah now go
1: for it yeah
0: i after i graduated uh my long-term girlfriend at the time we moved to marina del rey we were married 2012 we had our daughter 2014 and then at that point um in 2017 the marriage didn't work we are co-parenting now And at that time, I really reflected back and I started to examine myself and where I was at. And although I had all these accomplishments, I had masters, I had built a good career, I built a family, there was something missing. And it was during that time, I really started to invest in myself. And I realized that I was giving more than I was giving to myself. And when that happens, oftentimes, we're not even showing up as the best we can. So at that point, I made a decision in 2017, when things were just like at a crossing, I decided to start going to the gym because that's something that I've always gone to as a way to build healthy habits, right? So I started going to the gym i started seeing results i started eating better i started being more spiritual i started looking at my finances so these these certain areas i started looking at everything and looking at how can i improve on these areas right and then that's when i really started reconnecting to my passion which was psychology looking at mindfulness and i really started to write down my thoughts onto paper and when i started doing this i started to see how that was connected to what was happening and how it was changing my life so like really writing down all my thoughts on paper being very descriptive about what i was writing i noticed the changes that were happening in my life
1: Yeah, so I'm the same way in that working out really helps me to relieve stress. So do you feel like you kind of stumbled upon this as like something that was helping you to relieve stress? Or do you feel like it was just kind of something you went to hoping that it was going to help you? Uh, Yeah, for me, it's like I can go and run like 10 miles to relieve stress or, you know, go and do yoga. But um, how did you come across that?
0: No, that's a great question. And I really didn't use it to stay grounded in that sense. I always have been athletic and even in college I, f- I would go to the gym but the thing that changed this time around when I started to really invest in myself and really build my body was that I was more intentional about what I wanted to do like before like in in high school in college I would just go to the gym my friends would go we would just like kind of work out And we would build muscle, then I had a gym membership and I wasn't very intentional like I want my body to look this way I want to do this specific exercise to get it done in this specific time right because now it's it's more about. Making sure that i'm not exerting so much energy and i'm not just at the gym for an hour like before you're in college like you have the time like you're not really worried about like the time but now I have so many things that I need to get done that. I'm very intentional. And what I mean by that is I only dedicate like 10 to 15 minutes, three to five times a week towards exercising. Like it's not something that I invest energy and time because I, I'm intentional about like what I wanna do. Like I want my body to be energized and I want it to look aesthetically in a certain type of way, right? So I'm very mindful about what I'm eating, about the type of workouts that I'm doing. And there's a specific goals that I'm trying to target. So that's what's changed. And what allowed me to really be able to do that is mindful journaling, right? And being able to write down descriptively exactly what it is I want. Because what happened was I started to train my mind. And I started to notice that when I wrote down information, and I wrote it down very descriptively using all five of my senses, then I started to see the actual outcome or the results that I'm I was going after right and then I no longer was chasing this desire to have these outcomes but I was just enjoying the process and I was really enjoying it in the moment and that's the key because if you're not enjoying it you're not going to be consistent does that make sense
1: yeah so was that your long-term plan to continue on with sports or and then you know your injury happened or did you have another plan for yourself
0: yeah, so during that time during my junior year, my my passion was soccer. Like I saw myself, I wanted to play professional. I had the skill set, I had the desire. But after that injury, like it was a moment where I didn't have an identity because that was who I was, right? And that's why I am saying like it was a blessing that I was able to discover psychology because it replaced it right because I could have went the other direction and then went really dark and started using distractions or things like that. But I've always been an ambitious person. And for me, it's always about replacing healthy alternatives. And at the time that was a healthy way to express myself. And I just invested all my time and energy towards learning more about psychology more specifically like neuroscience I was actually doing like mindful journaling in high school and I was like writing down my thoughts and things like that so I was already kind of going in that direction with mindfulness and then even like in grad school I remember I had a a professor and I never was into like meditation I thought it was like really boring I was like I sit here and just like this is super boring right and, and my professor he introduced it, and at the time it wasn't even popular. It was he just was super excited about it, and every time we had class, he would like shut the lights off, and he would say, "Okay, we're gonna," and then he would just guide. He would do like a guided meditation. And I, at the time, I was like, "This is crazy. Like, I'm not. I, I want to leave. I want to go home. <laughs> I want the class is over." Like, so. But going back, looking back, like seeing the popularity of, of meditation, now I'm seeing the benefits. So it's, um, yeah, it's really, it's really intriguing how that kind of materialized over time.
1: And in the long run, I'm sure that helped you as well, because like you said, soccer was your identity. So by having this roadblock kind of thrown in and helped you realize your passion and take and not take away from who you identified as a person.
0: Yeah, 100%, 100%. Yeah, because oftentimes our identity is based on values, right? So I always make sure that whatever values that are aligning to what I want is my identity, right? Because we, like I always say, like even the messages that um, I share, we're not our thoughts, we're not our thoughts and we're not our emotions. We're separate from that, but it's important to observe them And align yourself to the habits and the values that you want to be right and just and just just be yourself because often we look to others for validation or acceptance or we judge ourselves and that could be detrimental so it's key to like really look at what do you value what really matters most to you and align the activities your thoughts to that does that does that make sense
1: yeah, so run us through the whole experience. I know that you went to school for psychology. You worked in the corporate w- corporate world for a little bit. How did you end up to where you are now?
0: Yeah, so my background. So my background is in psychology. I have um, two masters: one in educational psychology and one in clinical. So my earlier career was more educational. So I would do a lot of like assessments, really understand the social emotional um, areas for adolescents, mainly focusing on that, identifying them in terms of their um, areas like ADHD, autism, things like that. So that's kind of like my beginning career earlier on. And then I, I shifted over to more of a private practice. And then that's when I was really helping individuals. And I really started to study neuroscience, so for me, like understanding how our brain is able to understand our thoughts that are connected to how we feel is is very powerful and there's a lot of new information that is surfacing in the area of neuroscience and then i'm I tie that into like positive psychology so i'm I'm really big on not so much like um, being positive all the time, but I really Size being able to have healthy and unhealthy thoughts because oftentimes we hear oh someone's positive positive that's that's not that's not possible
1: yeah like just be happy ignore the negative feelings you'll be fine yeah exactly so
0: all emotions are valid and it's it's better to really look at it from a viewpoint of healthy and unhealthy right because healthy thoughts are things that are going to produce like inner peace love and joy the more unhealthy ones is anxiety worry stress but they're both beneficial right but it's up to us to be able to identify that so when we when we identify that that is important because then we're able to make a change because we all have areas in our life that we want to change but it's important to be able to understand and identify that right So that that's that's the key and and the actual labeling and under actual being able to understand where those thoughts are coming from. That's our mental right. A lot of people call it mindset, but then the emotional part, our emotional strength is being able to manage stress, worry, anxiety, peace, love, joy, and it goes hand in hand. And one thing that I always emphasize is mindset and mindfulness. So our mindset is our ability to identify, okay, I am feeling this way. What is the source? What is the environment? What is the triggers? What are those areas, right? And then mindfulness is being able to bring your awareness to that present moment. So that way you can take action towards what really matters to you. So going on to... Looking at that in terms of my career path, as I said, I um, started to do the prior practice. I noticed that it was helping others. And then during the pandemic, as I was really looking at like the landscape, I started to see how can I make a larger impact? So that is the point where I decided to create an app. And I have no background in, in technology. Like I'm I'm not tech savvy. I, I don't know how to build apps. Like, but what I do know is that I, I'm very resourceful and I discovered someone that could build my idea. And then during this less last, last past summer, I was able to kind of build a team out. I brought on my co-founder, and it's still a work in progress but I'm super excited about the ability to make the impact. And that's essentially what I wanna do is the impact that I've had on a smaller scale working with individuals. Now I wanna be able to share that on a, on a global scale and share that value with others. And for me, it's really being able to have people have a tool just like meditation, but you can use it if you meditate or you can use it in lieu of That way you could start to really understand yourself. And when you start to understand yourself, you can start to understand others.
1: Okay, yeah. So then two questions to piggyback off of that. Number one, just tell us the Mm. current status of your app. Like when is it going to be like fully out? And then also how has your work completely changed while being in the pandemic? Like not just running everything digitally, but just the overall vibe and how you actually work no 100
0: percent. so the answer to answer the first question the app itself is in in the earlier stages so we just released a, a the first version in the ios store and the google play it's, it's still a work in progress um we we intend to add more features in the upcoming months so it's still fairly early And in terms of my business, I've literally shifted everything online. So everything that was done in person that would be one-on-one now has shifted online. So the thing that is beneficial is I already kind of had knowledge about technology and I was already thinking about that prior to the pandemic. So nothing's really majorly like shifted. It's just more about how to onboard people and get people accustomed to this this new way that we are living in right now.
1: Are you noticing any major struggles that you're facing now that you're completely online?
0: Yeah, I think more so like with the app is that I like I said I don't have any background in technology. So it's a lot of trial and error so being able to understand the like I have to learn the language so that way I can translate that to the developer because if I don't know, then he's not going to know how to execute it, right? So that that's that's more so the the learning curve in terms of working with individuals. It's pretty straightforward. Nothing really has changed. It's business as usual. But just kind of entering into this tech space is is new, in the sense that I built like apps in the past because I always had a passion for tech. Like when I when I was um, earlier on in my career. I was always intrigued by technology because at the time I lived in Marina Del Rey and there was an influx of startups. It was like Snapchat, a bunch of startups coming into Venice during that time and they were calling it Silicon beach. And I was just like enamored by like this tech space. And I was like, wow, like I want to build something and be a part of this ecosystem. So at the time, on the side, during that time, on the side, I started a company called Scrubscriptions. It was a monthly delivery of scrubs to nurses. And I didn't have a passion for it. I just thought of this idea because I had this idea of the business model of subscribing every month. And it would be something where, in that package, they'll be provided scrubs and then some kind of like lotion or something that would pamper them, right? Because nurses was on their feet. so there was that component of giving something and they would also get something in return right So that was something that was kind of in the realm of technology because I had to utilize an app. So I learned a lot about just how to build a website, how to connect with people that can market it and things like that. So I learned a lot from that experience and I'm bringing it into this new venture. but the thing that's different is now it's really aligned to my purpose, right? Because now, like, what I'm doing, like, I, I could talk about this all day, every day, like, this is my passion, like, this is my mission. And once you are able to align yourself to what you are truly meant to do, things get way, way more clear, right? Now I have clarity. When I did that, it wasn't clear, like, okay, I was focusing on making money, but now I'm not even worried about or thinking about how is this gonna be something that can generate money. Like I already know the amount of money that I'm going to make. And now it's just a matter of making the executions every single day leading up to it and making the impact that I want to make in the world and just taking action and just doing it and staying consistent and enjoying the journey, trusting the progress and just keep going.
1: So let's jump back to the subscriptions. So I know you said that you decided not to do that anymore because you were just chasing like the money aspect and you had no actual passion in it. So how did that eventually end? And then how has that helped you now in the current business ventures that you're taking on?
0: Yeah. So the way that journey ended was the people that I brought on in terms of building the team, they, I noticed that they weren't as excited about producing the money and that was on me right because if i'm gonna lead a team i have to show them and and guide them in that direction and at the time i didn't know how to pull them back in because i was they were excited in the beginning and as the as we were building it out the excitement kind of fizzled. So at the time, what I learned about that reflecting back is it's important that I'm showing that I'm just as passionate about the project as when we first started. And that, that's what I've learned and that's what I'm bringing on this time around is my excitement when I started this last year is just as passionate about the project as it was last year. So that that's something that is important and to know because whatever we do we ha- you have to be excited about. It. You have to be able to wake up every single day wanting to do it. If it's not then you have to kind of reevaluate like okay is this something that I really want to do or am I doing it for another reason?
1: Right, especially when you're working for someone else, right? Because
0: Right, you work right, yourself right. to the
1: bone and if you don't even have a passion for it it's right. like well then what am i doing like at least if you're if you're doing it for yourself and you have the passion it's not as much of a struggle to put in that extra work right,
0: right? 100%
1: especially in the beginning because you're not making any money if anything you're putting out more money in the beginning right so you really have to have passion in order to drive that forward 100% okay so in terms of the pandemic what mindful practices are you actually using to just help keep yourself grounded in a time where you know you're not really seeing your family you're having to stay inside how are you handling your mental health throughout all of this
0: no that that's another great question and i really emphasize movement and writing so those are two things that i do so I'll kind of go into like my morning routine so every morning I, I have a set time that I wake up so every morning I'm waking up at four thirty, and the first thing that I do is I drink water and the reason why is because we are most dehydrated during the morning time right so when I drink water I, I'm able to hydrate And then I I go immediately into some type of workout just to get my heart rate up. It doesn't have to be like a full-blown workout, but I just do like jumping jacks or burpees or something just to get my heart rate up. And then I write down what I intend to do during the day. So that's a, um, a way to practice mindfulness because we are going to be training our mind when we write it down. So I'm very descriptive about what I intend to do that day. And then I I walk on the beach. So for me, like walking by the water is a source of energy. So I I literally have to feel the charge from the sand on my feet. And I have to feel all the sensations that the like listening to the waves and smelling the ocean, like all that just gives me a boost of, of energy. And then the last thing I do is a 10 to 15 minute high intensity interval training. So that way, I, I really am able to maximize my time. And I'm also able to build my body. So the, the the three components that I'm really targeting is mind, body and soul, right? And then and then the last part is I, I read the Bible for 10 minutes. And I do that, as part of my morning routine and then part of my night routine the last hour I shut down all electronics like I'm literally not exposed to any type of blue light and I just recently read a article about how after 10 o'clock if you are exposing yourself to blue light you're actually making yourself depressed. And the reason why is during that time, after from 10 to about, they say about three in the morning, if you're exposing yourself to the light from a TV or a phone during that time, it is like literally programming your brain to feel depressed. And I didn't know that prior to actually taking that time to block out that last hour, but that's something that's important to know when when you are looking at your night routine so your morning and your night routine are very very vital right and i also um like i read before i go to bed too and then i really start to write down what i want to or write down what things that i want to let go and things that i'm grateful for at night so the 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 two main mindfulness exercises that I do is movement and writing.
1: How did you develop that routine? Like, how did you decide that that is what worked for you and what hour you're going to wake up?
0: So the way that I developed it was really looking at other people that were successful, like in terms of where I want to be. So I know that I want to reach a certain level of income, and I understood that the those type of people are waking up at a certain time, right? So I was like, okay, if I want to be successful, if I want to achieve the goals that I'm seeking, I need to be able to develop these routines. So I started small, like I literally just started, okay, can I wake up at six? Because I wasn't a morning person. Like I'm like anti morning, like I don't like the morning. And I used to wake up at like at nine or nine thirty, And I was tired. I was like, I, this morning's not for me. And I used to tell myself this, right? Because what we tell ourselves, we become. And that's who I became. But I just, like I said, I made a decision and I started small. It wasn't something that like all of, I just woke up one day and I just had the morning routine, right? I started out small. I woke up at six and then I gradually increased the time. So I pushed it back to 530. Okay, let me do five. Let me do 430. And there's really no significance in terms of like the specific time. It was just me making sure that I was pushing myself. Like I'm like, I'm right now, like, I'm not going to push myself. Like I'm going to wake up at three like, 30. I was
1: going to make, it's, it's, joke, it's, yeah. It's,
0: yeah. So it's, yeah, it's really not like this thing where you have to make it like a competition, but you just have to figure out where, what time works for you. Because more importantly than waking up super early, I've realized and I'm constantly evolving, like I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but what I've realized is getting an adequate amount of sleep, like having sound, restful sleep, is just as important as maximizing your day in terms of waking up early. So that's why i I emphasize like the morning and night routine because sometimes we focus on morning t- routine, but your night routine is just as important because you have to make sure that you have an adequate amount of sleep. And when you're you have restful sleep, you're able to make better decisions, you have you have more energy, you have the ability to do the things that you want to do, right? So that's kind of where I started in terms of waking up early and then when I started to actually do exercises, I started small. Like I I literally was just doing workouts at home and then I started to go to the gym then we had the shutdown and then I went back to doing the workouts at home so it's more important to be able to adapt and that's something that I've learned about myself that I have a strength in is regardless of any external factors I always had the ability to adapt and adjust even though sometimes it may be a little bit slower but that's okay. We're, we we can go at our own pace, but it's important just to continuously make progress. And that way you don't get stuck by things that are blocking you or trying to do it perfectly or wait for the perfect time or things like that. Those are often things that block us from just making progress towards what it is we really want.
1: Would you identify as a morning person now? No, no,
0: I, I am like this level of energy. Like I'm, I, like this, this is what makes it even more powerful because I'm, I like, I want this energy, like this energy, that, like I want this energy.
1: So the, like the result and the feeling that you're getting from waking up early is what has you like continuing to do that.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Like once you see like what happens as a result of waking up early, uh, eating healthy, exercising, reading, like all these things start to become like, I want more of that. And, and it's really bringing your awareness because oftentimes, like when, when it comes to money and things like I've, I've made money and it's not fulfilling when you have to chase it. Like I am designing it. So it's attracted to me, right? The energy is like, it's flowing through me And it's attracted to me. Like I am so pat, like I literally, I can, I can like go through a wall right now. Like that's how like, that's like how energized I am. And I just have so much energy that I want to get more of it. Like it's, it's just like attracted to me. You you see what I'm saying?
1: So then let me ask you this, how do you have all this energy, but then it's time to go to bed at like eight o'clock. And your how do you get yourself to actually fall asleep? Are you just like tired because of all the work that you did?
0: So that that's why that that night routine, that that's power down. Like and and I exert so much energy throughout the day because I have so many things that I'm doing, I'm trying to get done and accomplish. That is just natural. Like I'm tired. Like I'm really, like I'm I'm ready to go down. I'm already powering down, and it's really. For me, it's slowing down my mind because my mind, I, I have like tons of ideas and I'm the type of I'm a very deep thinker. Like I have a lot of information that I think about all of the time and during the night is my mind is always racing, racing about like future events. I'm thinking about things in the past and I use those things in the past as opportunities to learn and grow. And that's where the writing it down is very powerful because it's much different than just holding it in your mind. You don't have an outlet, right? But when you write it down, now you have a space to put down that information. And you can really look at it. You could see it, you could look at it. And then that way you can either move towards it or you can let it go, right? Or you can be grateful for it or whatever that emotion you want to tie to it, but it just gives you that space to be able to have an outlet and that's the key right so when I have all these thoughts running through my mind slowing it down is being able to put it down on paper or just putting it down and allow that to use or allow that as an opportunity to grow and just keep evolving and for me it's it's always about evolving how can I just get a slightly better than I was yesterday
1: okay yeah so i thought that was important to ask because i know that there are some people that are going to wake up at 5 30 but they're up on their phones and looking at social media and watching tv until like midnight one o'clock in the morning so sleep is everything people
0: right right because you're you're limiting the amount of sleep you we all we all need sleep
1: okay so let's talk about work balance now right like you have your set schedule of when you're waking up you have your set schedule of when you're going to sleep you're going to bed at like eight o'clock and then an email comes in or you remember that you have some work to do and it's like seven, seven thirty, what are you what are you then doing? How do you keep yourself from from jumping to that and just telling yourself that has to wait until tomorrow?
0: Yeah, I don't I don't I don't play that game. <laughs> yeah, though though I do you, like in terms of the things that I need to get done, like there's only a certain amount of things on my list that I focus on, right? there's only like two or three things that I need to get done. And I don't go by like a to-do list because what happens is you have like seven things. And then if you don't get to those things, then now you're playing catch up. Now you're thinking about like, oh, why didn't I do that? There's, there's too many things.
1: Yeah. And then you have all the anxiety that you didn't finish the list.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And there's only so much mental space that you can occupy your time with. So I'm very selective of like who I interact with who I dedicate time and energy towards because that mental space is very limited. And what, what goes in is something that I want to be able to know so that way I can use it and, and just keep evolving and keep growing.
1: Okay, yeah. So then what would you say to someone, whether they're working for someone else or working for themselves and they're working at home and struggling to keep that balance? Because I know a lot of people now that are at home find themselves actually overworking because they're not, they don't have that separation of like leaving the office. They're just at home. It's like, oh, one more thing. Oh, just 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 one more thing that I have to do.
0: Yeah, and I would, the first question I would ask is what their their morning routine is, right? And what their night routine is because it really, that's where the foundation. So giving like tips or advice or things like that is going to start with that foundation you have to build a foundation and you have to have a strong foundation and then you can start to use tools like there's plenty of tools like there's meditation you can do journaling you can do you can eat healthy like there's so many variables and things that you can do and the reality is most people know how to do it that's pretty simple like you know what foods to eat? Like you know, you're not supposed to eat this compared to this, right? So the how to,
1: right? It's actually doing it.
0: Yeah, it's actually doing it, and that starts with your 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 ment your mental your mindset, right? Your mindset is ninety percent of what is important because when you are going against things like stress, worry frustration, anxiety, and it could be work related, right? There's going to be times where it's going to be challenging and you're going to resort back to your automatic default, whether that's eating unhealthy foods or doing things to distract yourself. So my recommendation is to really look at your routines because a routine is something you're going to do as part of your identity. Said earlier like do you think you're a morning person and my answer is 100 yes like i am a morning person because that be- has become my identity and your identity needs to be aligned to your values and what you truly want right because if if you're not aligning it it's going to be difficult to even do things that are beneficial to you because you know That is beneficial, but actually doing it is another story. Does that make sense?
1: Okay, so to continue off of that, I want to talk about maximizing your time. So then how are you personally balancing working hard without obsessing over work and just thinking work, work, work all the time and having the balance of like also your personal time, your time with your daughter?
0: No, no, 100 percent, because oftentimes too, like when you are ambitious, you're constantly like trying to one up, right? You want to do more. I got to do more. I got to do more. And that becomes a chase. So what has shifted, which I did before, like I, like I said, I've made like a ton of money. I've chased the things I've like, in terms of that, like I've already did that. And I didn't see the results, or I didn't see how it made a better outcome in my life, right? So now I've shifted to, I don't care about the results. Like, I do not care about the outcome. I don't care about the things. I no longer need to chase anything. I literally do not need to chase anything. There's nothing that needs to be chased. Now it's about knowing that I already have everything that I need right now. And it starts with gratitude, being grateful for whatever I have right now and knowing that there's an abundance, right? Moving from a scarcity, like, well, if I don't do this now, then I'm not going to be able to do this. And that's kind of my my previous mindset. I, I always thought like, if I don't get this done right now, I'm not going to be able to get this or I'm not going to be able to be able to do this. Right. And that's A mindset of scarcity. Like in your mind, you think there's a limited amount of whatever you're going after. But once you're able to really shift to an abundance, like there's nothing that I cannot achieve. There's nothing, there's no amount of money. Like the amount of money that I'm going to achieve, not I want to, I will achieve, it scares people. Like it's literally like, how do you even think that's even possible? Like when, and I, and when I have these conversations with people, I get that blank stare or like you got, you have to be realistic, right? Like I'm, I'm no longer operating at a frequency of realistic. I'm thinking in abundance. Like there is no limit, right? There's no limit. So no, there's no, if there's no, what, if there's no, I could do this. Or if I do this, like there's literally I will, and I'm going to, and I'm focusing on right now. And, and I'm just attracting exactly what I want. Right. And we hear a lot about like law of attraction, and things like that. And I do believe it to a certain extent. But the reality is, you can have a belief, but you also have to execute, you have to take action, to what it is you want, right? because you can think about it you can do your affirmations you can do the journaling you can do the meditation you can do the workout you can eat healthy all these things but it really is bringing your awareness to the present and knowing what you can control and just focusing on that and that's what changed that's what shifted for me is now i'm aligned to exactly what is already inside of me what's already inside of me it's like the it's like divine like the way I'm talking, the way I'm thinking, a lot of people can't understand because they're not at my frequency, right? And i am it's not that I'm better or at more advanced. I am just being myself, like literally just being myself, and I will attract those that understand and those that want to be a part of it, and those that don't, then it, it's okay. I'm not going to never, there's nothing that's forced, right? with everything that happens there's nothing that's going to be forced everything is flowing everything is going exactly how it's planned am i going to be going against obstacles 100 the more the higher that i go in terms of my frequency there's 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 more things that come but what changed too is i know that i'm i can overcome it i'm stronger than whatever is going to come my way
1: Okay, so I'm going to segue a little bit and I know that there are some people that are listening and are like, this guy is crazy. I'm not waking up at 530 in the morning, which to each their own, but how do you, how have you been navigating the world right now? There's so many like just differences of opinions and like cancel culture and there's no grace between, you know, just different viewpoints. So how are you using your mindful practices to navigate that?
0: Yeah, no, that's a great question too. And and it really starts with knowing yourself because when you know yourself, you can know others. So just like we're having a conversation now, when you get to a point where you're so advanced of knowing yourself, you can adapt and adjust, right? So if someone like I meet people and their energy is just like the things they're talking about, maybe they're complaining a lot. And this, this could be like family members, right? they're complaining a lot or they they kind of say certain things and their mindset is not aligned to mine right and that that's okay like that's another thing to note too is it's okay because I what I notice too a lot is oh just gravitate towards people that have the same mindset as you or are going towards things that you want to do but the reality is you don't need to. Once you know yourself and you are just being yourself, people are, like I said, people are going to gravitate towards you and you are able to interact with anybody regardless of their mindset or how they're able to look or perceive things, right? And that's, that's a shift because in the past, the way I used to think is I'm only going to be around people that share my similar interests or similar mindset that I do, right? And when I reflected back on that, there's almost like a sense of entitlement. Like, I'm not gonna associate you because you're, you're just not. You're, I'm,
1: you're not on my level. Yeah,
0: you're not on my level, right? But I shifted away from that and now everybody's at my level. Everybody's at the same level. Like There's no level. No levels to this. (laughs) Regardless of what people say, there's literally no levels. Like, it doesn't matter how much money you have, or how enlightened you think you are, how much knowledge you like. There's an abundance of knowledge. Like, I'm nowhere near my potential. It's like anybody else. Nobody knows what they can really do. So therefore, we're all at equal playing fields. We're all at equal levels, and that's where. The empathy, like having empathy for yourself, right? Have self compassion for yourself allows you to have com- self com- allows you to have compassion for others, right? Because we're all at different levels, and that's okay. We're all we're all at equal playing levels.
1: So, do you find that you're able to have a conversation with someone who's just on a completely different page than you, um, like? for people that are listening and they feel like they just can't sit down and have a conversation with someone because they're on two completely different pages, do you feel like that other person has to be able to come to the table with a willingness to hear you out? Or is there another way to approach that conversation?
0: They have to come to the table and be willing. There's, there's, There's no way that anybody has the power to change someone else. But once you let go of the need to whatever whatever that is push your agenda or push your your mindset and I'm telling this from personal experience like the way I think and the the things that I'm trying to achieve is not aligned to my upbringing it's not aligned to how my parents perceive and it's it's really not aligned to like I just was hanging out with a friend from high school I've known him since I was seven and we don't think the same but I'm not gonna force or push my agenda onto him. Like he thinks how he wants, but it's okay. Like we're still gonna be friends. I'm still gonna interact with you. It's not like, well, I'm I'm not gonna hang out with you. Like I'm we're not gonna be friends. Like we're not, we're not in the same. We're not on the same. Room. Like we're not, even, we're not even. We're not even. We're not in the same room. Like I'm I'm over, I'm over here. Like what do you like? We can't. We can't. We can't. We're not, we're not vibing. Like.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing right there. You know, like I can have someone on my podcast, for example, and they just start going off on the deep end about something that's not even relevant to why I'm having them on, right? And not every part – there's no one that you're going to meet that's going to have the same viewpoint on every single little thing that you you do. So for me, if I have someone on the podcast and it's like, okay, maybe they have this thought about – climate I don't know you know and then it's like it's okay you know I have some people that are like well how can you have them on and they believe this thing about the climate and there's no way I'm going to be able to vet out and and thoroughly examine every single person that comes on the podcast obviously but with that being said this whole podcast is about grace Right. And just learning about people and understanding (laughs) that people have different experiences and different viewpoints than you. And at the end of the day, if that person has some completely outrageous conspiracy theory, whatever it may be, I have them on the podcast for this specific thing. So, yes, yes, there's going to be things that maybe we're not on the same page with, but we're not going down every single little perspective that we have on life either
0: no and it it, no just it just knowing that we're knowing that we're not on the same we're not having the same mindset like because you may not know that this person has this mindset because of this reason like i'm aware of the reason why that person right
1: their experiences right
0: yeah i just know that regardless of what i say I mean if they're open to it I'll I'll talk about it and you'll know like you 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 just have to be aware of the type of question if they're asking questions like what are your what are your thoughts about this and they're like they're more intrigued then that's an opportunity to share like well this is what I think and this is the reason why right but if they're not and they're just talking about, like literally my conversation with my friend yesterday was him talking about himself right <laughs> like, and that's okay like I'm I'm fine with that like and he was excited to share about like all the things that were going on in his life and that's okay, right? He literally asked me like maybe two questions, <laughs> but that part of that is like, I mean, if we wanna like be uh, technical, it's like your ego, right? Like my, my ego was like, why aren't you asking questions about me, like like why don't you wanna know about me? Like I'm, I'm you know who I am? Like that right there like once you're able to like let go of your ego, then you win. Like I I don't, it's not about me. Like I don't, I don't care. Right. Like we all have things on and we desire like that, but I just, I'm just literally, I'm operating on the mindset of knowing who I am. I'm just being me. Like that's it. That's all it is. Like I'm just being me. Right.
1: Exactly. And that is That's the key, too, because obviously we're not going to be able to get along with every single person. There are some clashes that are just irreparable, but understanding that people have different experiences and that have led them to that mindset really can go a long way because we're not perfect people. And there's certain ways that we may think based on our own life experiences. And there might be ways that we're thinking that we know are not correct or not the right way of thinking. And it's all about you know, educating yourself and having grace to have conversations, and to just share experiences and perspectives. 100%.
0: And that's where the compassion is, right? Maybe he just needed someone to talk to. Right. And a very powerful question that I always ask people when I interact with them, especially if they want like guidance, is this something you want me just to listen, or give you advice? right cuz oftentimes and i and i used to do that like people tell me like what's going on and they'll just like dump everything on me and then the, the immediate thing i want to do is like okay i i see the solution i can tell you what you can do like and i'm going to give you but sometimes people don't want to hear that they just want someone to listen so that Yeah
1: that's funny so like my mom and i are very similar in some ways however she is always looking to to give solutions. And that has driven me crazy so much. So like that has become my experience. to now where when someone is venting to me about something, I don't want to jump to solutions. There are times where I have a thought in my head, like I know, I can give you advice on how to clearly adjust this problem. But instead of me automatically jumping to that, unless I'm kind of already, you know, along with the person in the situation, I will just stop and ask them, are you venting to me because you just want me to be here and listen? Or do you want me to give you advice? Like, do you want an ear or do you want solutions? Because I'm down with either. Like, you just let me know which one you want and I'm good. Okay, so let's go back. You mentioned um, about waking up really early in the morning. So I want to know, like, what motivated you to actually start doing that?
0: There, yeah, I don't, I don't believe in motivation. Like, <laughs> there, like there's, there's nothing that can motivate you to wake up early. It's, yeah, you it's,
1: just have to do it. Yeah, you
0: just, you have to make a decision. And for me, it was the pain, right? I was going through a painful situation and the pain was the driving force. That was the emotion that drove me to make a decision. But in terms of being consistent, like there's no just things like willpower. It's really once you are able to make that decision and it becomes your identity and you start to do it, it becomes your identity. Because a habit, a habit like... If you have a, eating, a bad eating habit or a good eating habit, it that is something that you just do. You don't need to be motivated to do it anymore, right? So once you see like it's actually helping you, then you want to do more of it. So that-
1: right, yeah. And I think that's something that people say that they struggle with is having, you know, self-motivation. And I mean, I do believe in it to some extent, but at the same time, your, your goal is what's going to motivate you, right? Like, it's not about like, what is pushing me to do this. It's if you want to be at this certain, you know, health goal, you're going to do the work to get there. If you want to be fluent in this language, you're going to do the work to get there. It's not necessarily something that's motivating you, because sometimes it's just not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. But if you want to get there, you're going to do it regardless of how you're internally you know pushing yourself
0: no, hundred percent and you really are training your brain. see that's that's the thing when it comes to habits, well we don't really understand because there's there's like I said there's a lot of new research coming out, but our brain is going to do what we feed it, right? Well so if you're training your mind to like wake up at a certain time, your mind doesn't know the difference doesn't know the difference right and the how-to like how to work out how to get abs how to like how to eat healthy like there's all these how-tos that's only 10 percent. it's the 90 percent. like what are you going to do when you can't wake up at what am I going to do when I can't wake up at 4 30 I literally can't like I either physically can't or there's something that comes up what are you going to do then right how are you going to adapt to that that's where you get tested. There's always going to be a test. And I always try to just evolve every single day. It's not about like, well, I'm at a good place. I'm going to kind of slow down. Like I'm just making small progress every single day. So that way it doesn't, I, there's no burnout. Like there's no burnout. There's no motivation. It's just taking these small actionable steps every single day and knowing that it's infinite, like, there's no outcome I'm trying to reach, like, I know, like, okay, this, is this is the amount of money that I'm going to make, this is the amount of impact I'm going to make, but I'm no longer like, I'm no longer chasing after it, it's just like, what can I do today, what small, actionable steps I could take today to move t- towards that.
1: So how are you balancing, you know, you know that you have this this perspective of, you know, I'm going to try to do my best to to have this great day and not be weighed down by other circumstances and trying to at least have a positive outlook. So then if you're coming in contact with someone where you say, hey, how are you? And then it's just, you know, they're just doing terrible, whatever the case may be. You know, I'm doing horrible, this happened, that happened which sometimes people need that. You, like, you need to just get that out, but then how are you then uh, responding to that? Because there's not always the time for you to sit down and say, hey, well, what's your morning and night routine like? What is X, Y, and Z? How are you approaching that in a way where it's not necessarily like, I have all the tools for you, but just being kind of a, you know, someone there to help them and provide them balance and try to give them a little bit more of a positive outlook without doing that you know, toxic positivity that everyone speaks about.
0: Right, 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 right. No, and the the first thought that comes to mind is, like you said, I, I run down the list of things that they can shift to make the changes. Like, that's the first thought, but <laughs> it just depends on the person. Like like I said, like I always gauge and I always understand how where they're coming from. So having empathy with their situation, right? And it's more challenging when it's like a family member because you want like the best for them just like for example like your your grandma like you could tell her you could tell her a thousand different ways like you grandma you need this vaccine it's like you need it like there's no like right like what are you doing right but it's no different than that like some people that are receptive are going to be asking questions like if your grandma started asking like questions like so what, tell me more about this vaccine. Like, why is this important? Like, so which, which one should I get? Okay. Then that's an invitation to like educate her and be like, okay, we're going to do this. What else do you need? Because like I said, there's no way to change anyone. So the, the way I respond is, is I just listen.
1: See, and I know my grandma's listening. I love I, you. I just want you to be vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> so. You have you have a daughter. How old's your daughter?
0: Six. She'll be seven on April 17th.
1: So do you feel like this mind shift that you've made has helped you to become a better parent?
0: No, no, 100%. Yeah, being more present allows me to be a better parent, right? I'm not, I'm not a perfect parent, but I'm able to show up because during the time that I'm interacting with her, like it's, those are crucial moments, right? Being present because my mind is still like on business. Okay, what can I do here? What can I do there? But when I'm interacting with her, like w- whether I'm playing with her or we're just talking, I'm very present, I'm mindful of what she's saying, right? And I'm teaching her and I'm showing her through that, that it's important to like focus on like what's going on right now. So that, that has been a huge difference.
1: So how do you feel like that then comes into play as a parent when you talk about having a balance between like your negative and positive feelings?
0: Yeah, and that's something that I make sure that I bring awareness to her. Like like for example, um if we're in an environment I start to point out things and I ask her questions. Like, what do you What do you notice? Like, what are you noticing around you? So that way she can start to practice bringing awareness of the sensations that are around her, right? Even at that early age or as simple as like just eating. Like when you're eating the food, like what, what kind of textures do you feel? So that way she can like enjoy the food, right? So those are just like simple ways that I, I practice with her so that way she can use mindfulness and she can start to have that as part of her identity.
1: Right. Okay. And, and like you said, you're not a perfect parent constantly evolving. Are there any things that you would say to parents that are trying to, you know, adopt a more mindful thinking while also trying to teach that to their children?
0: No, no, hundred percent. And it really like, it really starts with you because you have to lead by example. Right. But at the same time, it's sometimes it's the easiest way is to look at our language because when we say don't touch that or stop doing that, or why are you doing that? Right. Those can be opportunities to educate them. Right. I noticed that when you're doing this, right? So when you change the wording, you are now bringing awareness to them. And then you can use that as an opportunity to learn or opportunity to teach them. And you are learning more about how they think and to learn more about how you can deliver the message.
1: Right? Yeah, exactly. I've worked in elementary schools for a lot of years. And something that we always did was just like a positive lesson versus negative so instead of saying you know don't run through the house it's just instead of telling them what not to do tell them what to do like i need like walk through the house or instead of saying stop screaming it's i need you to speak with an inside voice right
0: you're giving them the replacement behavior yeah
1: okay so i have a segment called another round but 16-year-old Matt was the one that got injured. So we're not going to say that you walk into a bar. Uh, we're going to say you walked into a cafe. And there is Matt today that's having a glass of whiskey and lemon and then 16-year-old Matt that's having a cup of coffee. What advice are you giving to 16-year-old Matt now that you have these mindful practices?
0: In one word or you want it yeah? The-
1: <laughs> no, just go. Spill with whatever you have.
0: So a piece of advice is don't worry about what other people think. And that was something that I struggled with in high school is I was constantly trying to make sure that everybody else was good. And I was worried about what people thought. And that's kind of led to why I wanted to learn more about why people do what they do. Like, Why is it that when I'm going above and beyond, like, you're not reciprocating that? Like, And that's something I would share to my younger version is don't worry about what they think. Just just be yourself. And that's all that matters.
1: Okay, yeah. And then just to recap, if you can, you know, let let us know, let the audience know if there is anything that I've missed as far as what you're working on, projects, things that you have coming out so that people can find you, and follow you and your journey?
0: Yeah, so you can go to the App Store and search for Boom Journal, and you'll be able to discover the app. And then I also have a podcast called Brain Boom, and that is where I feature guests, and they kind of share their stories. A so quick five-minute segment, stories, and stories about how people really discovered who they are
1: please make sure that you are following matt we have you on instagram facebook twitter youtube right at i am matt west
0: yes yeah, so you can find me on uh, twitter linkedin facebook TikTok.
1: <laughs> matt thank you so much for coming on the whiskey lemon podcast
0: now i appreciate you bringing me on as a guest